Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am fine. Um, I know we're recording this on Thursday. And um, just a whole lot of precipitation out there today. So, it's <laughs> flooding fog, all kinds of nasty stuff out there. Yeah, it's the, the rain. Our mailman um, here, I, I'm at Broadway today, and the mailman was saying, it doesn't rain, these poor guys, when they're out trying to deliver. He said, yeah. did you ever notice that it doesn't rain lightly anymore? It's always like teeming rain, and I, it has been. Like, there's been a lot of rain events with a ton of rain. Yeah. Very scary. It what is, are you gonna and um, like you said, we don't just get a rainstorm. We have, mm-hmm. how many times have we had these flash flood warnings? We never had yeah, them like that. Yeah, because kind of, it just hovers here instead of just passing through. It's just sort of dumps and then leaves yeah. after a yeah. couple hours. It's crazy. So, well, move on. Well, we got we'll to the on. first day of fall. Mm-hmm. So we can officially kiss the summer of summer. 2021 goodbye. Right. Such that it was. You know, it's like it a, a summer that kind of wasn't. You but think whatever. so? Oh, yeah. I mean, you think of how many days. I, I don't even know what the number is. But how many days we had over 90 degrees in temperature and close to 100% humidity. And then we would have um, the, the kind of days where nobody could go outside. I mean, I, I saw it in the fact that I, I think I said this last week. I don't know if I did or not, but this was the first summer ever since we've been at the lake where we never went out once on the boat because every weekend it was either raining or so hot that you just couldn't go out. It was just too hot to even stand down at the docks. And that's a mess. So, you know, okay, today the boats are going 
going back to be uh, winterized and then stored for the winter. And that was a complete waste of the entire time the boat was sitting in the water. And we had those major storms. Again, you know, just get a thunderstorm. You get a storm with 40 to 50 mile an hour gusts of wind that ripped the cover off and did all kinds of things to the boat. I mean, it's just crazy. There's no normal summer. So now we have to go into a maybe normal fall. We have yet to see. I don't know. Uh, It's going to, it's just the whole thing is really very different than it used to be. And while I'm sitting here looking outside, the fog is getting thicker and thicker by the minute. Are you, where are you? Home. Okay. Yeah, it's not foggy down, I'm downtown, it's not foggy at all, but at least it's not raining, that's a good thing, it's over. Oh, it's it's supposed to be more tonight. There is? Yeah. It's supposed to be nice the next couple days, like cooler and nicer, so. Yes, that I love. Mm -hmm. That I love. So, yeah. so I do. Ha- I do have to do a shout out though to yep, me too. Doctor and Mrs. Lee. It's been delightful visiting with them, and I just wanted them to know that I didn't forget them. And you have a birthday to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. We had a um, big seventy fifth birthday for Mr. Um, Doug Smith, the uh, musician extraordinaire, the bassist. He's uh, one of my dear buddies, and uh, his birthday was. On um, Tuesday, September 21st. So if you see Doug around, don't forget to wish him a big happy birthday. He's a great guy and um, has been playing live music for many, 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 many years and uh, keeps on doing it. So um, happy birthday to Mr. Doug Smith. Yeah. Happy birthday, Doug. Yeah, he's a good boy. Okay. So there's a couple interesting things going on in the AARP magazine. There was one story here that I thought was really interesting because I never heard of anything like this before. It was a little bizarre. And it's under um, the topic of real people. And it's called the instant family. I don't know if you saw this issue. Um, it's the one with Jamie Lee Curtis on the front. Yeah, I didn't cover. read it well, there's a guy, um, Danny Stewart is the one guy, and Peter Mercurio is the other. And they said, it happened 21 years ago, but I remember every detail. I was rushing to meet Pete for dinner when I noticed a bundle in a corner of the 14th Street subway station. <clears throat> and Peter said, Danny and I had been together for about three years. But we weren't thinking about marriage or family. We weren't even allowed to get married back then. Danny said, I thought I saw a doll inside the bundle, but then its tiny legs moved. This was before everybody had cell phones. I found a pay phone and called 911. Then I called Pete. Pete said, I ran over to meet him just as the police were taking the baby away. And Danny said over the next few days, I tried to find out how the baby was doing, but no one would tell me. So I thought that would be that. Then a couple months later, I got a notice asking me to give testimony. 
at the hearing, the judge asked me, would you be interested in adopting this baby? I was shocked, but I said yes. Danny and Pete said, Danny can't decide between tater tots and french fries, but he said <laughs> yes to this. And Danny said, I knew it would work out. When I held Kevin for the first time, I felt like a miracle. And Pete said in 2011, same-sex marriage became legal in New York. Kevin was 10 by then, and he asked us, don't judges marry people? I knew where we were going with this. That same judge agreed to do our ceremony. Danny says, Kevin is taller than both of us. We actually look up to him. He runs marathons. He's taught himself how to play guitar, how to play piano. He's respectful and he's kind. I really admire him. His way of going about life is just amazing. And Pete said, we never thought of Kevin as ours. Your kids are never your possessions. You just do your best to prepare them for adulthood, but all of it is transient. They're passing through and it goes by really fast. Danny said, he's away at college now. We miss him, but you have to let go. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing, figuring out how to live independently. Maybe what I'm most proud of, when an opportunity presents itself, Kevin says yes. That's a neat story. I like that. Either I read that or this was on uh, one of the morning shows. Oh, was it? Yeah, or I read okay. it somewhere. I, I don't remember where I read it, though. I know I well, read it. Well, when that. I read it, the, the first thing it reminded me of was This Is Us, the show. Yeah, I because, know. you know, the guy who is, um, I wish I could think of his the actor's name. But he Milo. was. What is it? Which one? The guy who adopted? Randall. Randall is, oh, is his character. Yeah. Sterling but K. I can't Brown. remember the. That's it. Okay. And and his character, Randall, was actually dropped off at a police station. At and the fire cops, station. Fire. At yeah. fire station. Right. And the cops brought him to the hospital, and they ended up adopting him. And it's right. just so funny because you think, and that was really, that was how many years ago in the in the story of this, this is us. It wasn't contemporary, so it was at a time. I guess it was in the in the seventies. It probably was in the seventies, but it was such a bizarre thing in the seventies for a white family to adopt a black child, and mm-hmm. not just adopt him, but raise him with two other siblings, and they looked at each other as triplets. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a it's a bizarre old company. <laughs> But it, it works. It worked, at least, up to the point that we know. But it just struck me as so odd that this child, Kevin, that these, in real life, that these two guys adopted, is white. And, and it, there's no reason why anybody would think differently that he couldn't be theirs. And I just think I it's interesting that that's what prompted them to finally say yes. Um, it, well, he didn't, wasn't prompted. It was exactly what Kevin said. Judges can marry people, so let's go do it. That was really oh, nice. Anyway, that was yeah, my story on that. So I think those things are they're great stories and how things happen. I mean, just imagine finding a, a baby. Like, you know, who, dear God. I can't. 
I can't imagine it. Uh, it's just such a bizarre thing. You think of it stuck in a someplace in the subway station. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, and what are the chances that those two guys were the ones that actually stepped in and said, "You know, we're going to call nine one one." And I'm still wondering. There's a piece there that doesn't connect for me. Nobody would tell him anything in the moment, but then a couple months later, they called him and asked him if he wanted to adopt them. That's really weird. Because usually they have to go through the process of, you know, foster parents and blah, 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 and all that good stuff. But I think that was extraordinary that the judge obviously realized that um, they cared that much about this child. So he called them and asked them if if they wanted to uh, adopt them. I think that's great. I know. I know. That's really neat story. And then you have such a no, it's a, it's a good thing. I, I love it. I do, too. It's nice. There's um, a major... You... Go ahead. And I was just going to say, are you still enjoying your back porch? I am. Yes, the Even flowers... the rain? Yeah, well, I mean, I wasn't out there today, but... Um, because the rain, if it's blowing, which it was, you really can't stay out there anyway. If most summer rain comes down straight, so there's never been a problem. But today was one of those days where the rain just sort of was all over the place. Um, but yes, all of my flowers around my, like my um, impatient, they're they're um, impatient plants, I should say, um, yeah. impatient flowers are all around and they're blooming beautifully on my um uh my railing uh all around the whole deck and it's, it looks beautiful because they are sort of just uh, you know they're all blooming at the same time because what I did was I had a couple um rail uh, flower boxes on my front porch and I they just weren't doing well because they don't get enough sun so we moved all of them but four because I have like this rounded um, porch on the one side of my porch is rounded and they get the light. And I took everything else kind of mid July and moved them to the back. So they had to catch up with the other ones. And now they're all about the same and it just looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, So, yeah, I mean, so that part still, and that's right there in front of me. And of course the butterfly bushes and my honeysuckle is back out and the, the little, um, um, hummingbirds go back and forth and back and forth from the butterfly bushes to my flowers to the honeysuckle. It, it's it's um, and the butterflies. There seem to be so many monarch butterflies this last week. Like there there had to be ten of them in the one mm-hmm. area of my house next to next to, uh, on the butterfly bushes. They're just beautiful. So yeah, it's um, it's still nice to be out there. I'll be out there as long as I can, Lynn. Yeah, I love it. On that note, we're going to have to take a quick break. Um, You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show, and we'll be back with the first of two of our guest experts, Angela Powell from the uh, Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden, and more importantly... Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. 
Laurie Catton can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com. L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N dot com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Lori and Lynn Show, and I'm Lori Cadden, the owner of Lori Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans. I am the managing director and financial planner with Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's uh, available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and several other places. And our one of our guest experts today um, is Angela Powell. Angela is public affairs liaison. Uh, for the Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center in Clark Summit. And she's got, I think, a very important topic to talk to us about today. So welcome, Angela. Thank you for having me back. Hi, okay. Angela. Hi. So, so what do today you I, wanted, I wanted to talk about um, an ongoing uh, kind of status update in the veterinary industry um, with COVID and staff shortages. I know a lot of people have been uh, concerned that they haven't been able to see their vet lately just because of the caseload. And that has kind of trickled into the um, emergency and um, the more critical side of veterinary medicine. So I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that today to try to explain why the state of affairs is as it is. 
So, okay. All right. So the first thing that a lot of people have been concerned about is the fact that they haven't been able to see their vet, whether it's they got a new puppy or a kitten or um, routine care is taking a little bit longer. And what a lot of people don't realize is just the sheer amount of volume of pets in the country and the ratio of pets to veterinarians that are practicing right now. So the American Veterinary Medical Association, their last big study um, took place in 2018 and they concluded that U.S. households had over 135 million cats and dogs um, across the nation. Yeah. And with everyone um, adopting animals and kittens and puppies um, during COVID, um, the numbers have risen a little bit. Um, So you have to take that into account. You know, the, the factor or the amount has probably gone up. Um, in the same study that they did, they concluded that there was about 120,600 vets working in the United States. Now, that includes companion animal vets that are puppies and kittens and small animals like that. That also includes livestock, large animals, and et cetera. So if you do the math, that works out to about 1,100 pets per veterinarian, which is a <laughs> wild number to think about. Yes. So that is nuts. With veterinary clinics closing and um, supplies being in short demand or high demand for the the human side, um, you have to just take into account that all of those figures and all of those numbers of animals per vet got even more truncated because they were trying to fit in as many as they could as quickly as they could. So, yeah. In, as a result, we've had a much higher um, uptick in clients who are abusive to the staff, who, who are um, kind of losing their cool a lot quicker. And it kind of, it well, it really does take a toll on um, the veterinary staff who are already short-staffed. Um, we're also facing cases of burnout and fatigue and so it's complicating the matter even further. And one of the things that we are trying to do at VREC is limiting our hours as unfortunate as it is, it's in the best interest of our staff and our doctors to make sure that we can continue providing um, the high quality care that the area has come to know from us while still keeping our doors open on a regular basis. So. Um, one of the things that we wanted to announce is that in the past couple of months, we've actually hired 10 more staff members, over 10 more staff. Whoa. And we're actually going to be having a new doctor join us come October in the emergency. So, Yay. Yeah. So we are hoping, and this is something that we have pledged and guaranteed since our um, shortage of our emergency hours has come about, is that we are continually striving to return to that 24 seven status and we are diligently working our way back there. So we're one step closer. Hmm. Um, how, my question is how, how many people have really decided to take their animals to the vet 
I mean, I, I can understand what you're saying with the new, the, the people deciding while they were at home, they're going to adopt pets. But how mm-hmm. many people can, without jobs, could afford the care? And did you have a significant number of people who were using um, the financing options that you have some programs that you have at DREC that will allow mm-hmm. people to finance the cost of whatever it is. Has, has that dramatically increased? Um, I can't really speak to the financial side only because I don't actively work in it. Um, I do know that we do offer uh, care. We do accept payment through care credit, which is a, a special kind of credit card that allows you to um, make payments or take out um, smaller amounts of money with medical uh, procedures in mind. So it can be on human side or animal side. Um, I don't know if that has gone up or down, um, but we have seen quite a few cases that have been an emergent situation strictly because um, the pet owner or the clients have either not seen their regular primary care vet on a frequent basis or it was a small issue that wasn't managed well enough and uh, you know instead of going back a second time they decided to come to us um so we have seen some cases that you know that's why we always say you know if if you can reach out to your primary care vet try to get them first because a lot of conditions and a lot of concerns can be something that can be addressed at a vet that is taken care of when they are minor will prevent the need for emergency situation altogether. So mm-hmm. that's something that we always try to push with our clients to, you know, maintain a very uh, close companionship with your primary care vet, just so you can uh, nip things in the butt if they do come up. So have Angela, you noticed you, that there's, go ahead, Laurie. Do you notice, if, if, or do you know this? And I know it's very, it's a, it's a hard thing to get into veterinary school. And I, I, I mean, I know it used to, that used to be the thing for years that everybody knew it was so difficult. Are more people getting in? Are more people being accepted? Are there less people interested? What seems to be the situation? I mean, because of there are so many animals that people have and mm-hmm. multiple animals. Um, do you know that answer or does anyone, Lynn, like, I think it'd be interesting to find that out because it was always so yeah. difficult and, and now it seems like they're in such short, like almost like psychiatrists, mm-hmm. such, such short supply of that expertise. I do, know that, I do know that veterinary schools are highly competitive and mm-hmm. they don't, the, the graduating classes don't um, cover the amount of growth that occurs, you know, between year to year or even decade to decade. Um, Something else that's happening in the vet industry is we're seeing an alarming rise in suicides via um, injectable medications. And it's a lot of vets actually. And it turns out that in addition to their um, caseloads of, you know, being exhausted and being fatigued, like it's called compassion fatigue. 
Um, in addition, you have to consider that that school can put a new doctor up to $200,000 in debt. And mm -hmm. that's a really strong amount considering the national average for new vets is about $85,000 a year. So, wow. yeah, wow. so it is, there's just a lot of issues going on right now that the industry is working as hard as they can to, to find solutions for while maintaining that high quality of pet care. So yeah. I do have some, uh -huh. some tips on how pet owners can help though. Go, Go ahead. ahead. All right. So one of the biggest ones is we ask um, that pet owners be uh, patient and be kind because if you reach out to us, um, you need medicine the same day or you're upset that there's a long wait, um, there's really, we're doing our best and we're trying to ensure that every pet is getting the same high quality care and the same attention. We would never want to cut corners. Um, so calling things in, you know, same day I need this medication refilled, it's taking time out of a staff member's day that could be going towards an emergency patient or could be going towards um, kind of an unforeseen emergency going on in the background. So just try to think ahead um, and, and be nice. Like I understand pet emergencies are super scary. I've been in them myself. I know how scary it can be. Um, but just trying to think about the person on the other end where they're doing their best to help your pet and they wouldn't want anything bad to happen. Mm -hmm. So taking a deep breath and just being a little bit calmer is very beneficial. Um, and if you do have an issue, instead of going on social media and writing a really horrible review and being yeah. nasty, yeah. we oh, highly yeah. encourage everyone to reach out to the, the vet via email or phone and try to work that issue out first. Because many times, if it's a confusion issue, we can actually speak with you and get that confusion ironed out before it reaches a digital platform. Um, and also please speak up if you have a financial concern, if you're confused about a medicine, um, definitely don't hesitate to ask questions while you're in the office or when you have us on the phone, because that's going to make sure that you can follow the procedures properly and hopefully avoid any complications with your pet's progress. Great. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, those are okay. definitely some of the biggest pillars. Um, we definitely know that there are people who are actively reading this on our social media and taking the time to follow these procedures, and they do really help a lot. Mm -hmm. And Angela, I know I've been looking on Facebook and a couple other places where people have been just, you know, it, I don't know if it's just that it is social media that gives people this um, bizarre sense of they can say whatever they want and nobody and they don't have to hold themselves accountable for it. I don't mm -hmm. know where that ever started. But anyway, uh, people just trash in CREC for things. And it just really upsets me because I have had nothing but the best experience from that place. And I mean, from the top down. So I mm -hmm. don't understand these people that go to social media to bitch and complain um, when some of the stuff they talk about is stuff that they could easily just have called and discussed and got it resolved. And I just think Absolutely. it's unfair, grossly unfair. 
And I know that you guys have had a lot of trouble with people. But anyway, uh, people using the, the social media to just fill their guts about whatever it is. So Absolutely. how can people and get in touch with you? Well, if you have any general questions at all or you want to learn more about us, um, you can give us a call 24 hours a day at the 570-587-7777. Our website is vrecpa.com, and you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Great. Okay. Thanks. And we'll be right Thank back with me. another guest expert, uh, Trish Curley, who's a, a assistant vice president and retail branch manager at Fidelity Bank. Stay where you are. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. The well-established and highly respected Northeastern Pennsylvania certified public accounting firm, Michael A. Barbetti, LLC, is making changes after almost 40 years in business. The firm name has changed and is now Barbetti McHale, LLC, CPA, reflecting the addition of Michael F. McHale as partner in the longstanding firm. Although the name and partnership are a significant change, the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. And Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti-McHale partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti-McHale LLC Certified Public Accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and nonprofit organizations. Call Barbetti-McHale CPAs at their Dunmore office, and you too can make a change for the better. Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity. My checking account, uh, my payroll taxes, they take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity. Don't you? Member FDIC. 
Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Laurie Cadden, and I'm the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR special event business. And I am Lynn Evans. I am the managing director and financial planner with Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and several other places. And uh, one of our guest experts today is uh, Trish Curley. And Trish is, um, is an assistant vice president and a retail branch manager with Fidelity Bank. Welcome, Trish. Hey, good afternoon. Thank you for having me, ladies. We're so happy you're back. I'm thrilled to be back. Good. We always love to have our Trish on with us. And Lynn, you might as well reveal before Trish starts talking about mergers and all these wonderful things at Fidelity, what Trish sent us today. Virtual cookies. They were quite <laughs> wonderful. She sent them. There's five pictures of a box of chocolate chip cookies that are just waiting for someone to dip into them because the chocolate mm. chips are huge. So anyway, thank you so much, Trish. It was so nice <laughs> of you to do that. And the other oh, good news is that the president, Dan Santanelle, told her that the cookies are coming back soon. So yay! Good reason to visit the lobby. Anyway, Trish, what can you tell us about this recent merger? It's very exciting. It is super exciting. Uh, Fidelity Bank is so thrilled and, and pleased to um, begin our merger of uh, Landmark Community Bank um, into, we are now officially one bank at Fidelity. Uh, so, you know, helping our, our, our clients and being a part of the community is such a staple for Fidelity Bank. And, you know, Landmark really complimented us in what we look to do and being a, a part of the community, um, meeting the financial goals of the people within our community, doing random acts of kindness within, you know, our community and helping businesses and give back support to our businesses. And, you know, Landmark definitely compliments us. So uh, Fidelity has been around for over 119 years. And so with the uh, acquisition of Landmark Bank, we will have 23 branches uh, between the Luzerne, Lackawanna County, uh, the Lehigh Valley region with the um, acquisition last year that we had with Merchants Bank. So really broadening our footprint and doing what's best for our clients within the community because we want to meet the needs of our community and the demands that although, you know, online banking has really transformed into how a, a client does their day-to-day -day banking, you still need those brick-and-mortar buildings or, in our case, the prototype of the glass buildings uh, with Fidelity. Uh, you still need a place to go to, to speak to your banker, to get some financial advisement and, you know, um, interact with people and have us have the bankers help our clients in determining what best suits their needs. So that's that's paramount for us as a community bank is is being within the footprint and the scope of, you know, the greater part of, of the northeast uh, northeast area region. And Trish, uh, you're you're at the Pittston branch, right? I am. I am thrilled to be a part of the Pittston area. 
We've been in Piston now, uh, the Fidelity Bank, our new prototype branch, uh, we opened in Piston here in 2015, so I can't believe it's already six and a half years. Um, wow. Lots of good going on in Piston. If you haven't been here in a long time, uh, we're coming around, the uh, October is a, a hot time for Paint Piston Pink, so lots of great events that go on within the uh, greater Piston area community for Paint Piston Pink. Um, we did not have a, a St. Patrick's Day parade this past year. We, it was more of a virtual parade that they did. Um, but this year, it was confirmed. It is confirmed that we are going to have a 2022 St. Patrick's Parade. So that's exciting. Yay. Yes. And yeah, Trish, paint pits, paint pits, pits and pink is a ton, is a total tongue twister. Woo! I yeah. love it. And Trish, I have to tell you, speaking of your random acts of kindness, yesterday I was um, at the, uh, the um, Broadway Theater League's office and we got a knock on our door and Mary Jean went and opened it and there was a young, lovely lady standing there with a, with a plant and mums. They aren't open yet, but mums, and handed them to Mary Jean. And she said to Mary Jean, thank you for being our customer. And this is just one of our random acts of kindness. Have a nice fall. And I thought, how beautiful was that? So it was, and I know that you do them because we, we talk about the random act of kind, random acts of kindness all the time on this show. But I saw it in, in live and up close and personal. So it was uh, it's so part of the such a nice act. thing. I know. I love it. And that's a big part of what we do. You know, and every branch within Fidelity Bank, uh, every month we get out and we get out into the community and just pay it forward. You know, that's, as a, as a community bank, we want to see our businesses succeed. And in turn, that gives us some success, too, as a bank. And what better part and what, you know, awesome part of the day is to, you know, buy somebody lunch and, you know, place a mom on someone's porch and just say, hey, just compliments of Fidelity Bank. Hope you're having a great fall. And just getting mm -hmm. out into the community and being more than just a, a brick and mortar building for people to go to for their financial needs. It's really opening their eyes to how we can help the community and get out into the community and just do something good for the folks that live and work within our community. Well, it so will you have nice. to get another uh, ice cream truck? <laughs> you know, it's funny. We the ice cream truck is in such high demand, and now with having twenty three branches, we still only have mm -hmm. one truck. So oh it's funny no, a lot of people think that there are multiple trucks, but there indeed is only one. So we mm -hmm. do um, we do share it, and then in the uh, winter months, it, it typically converts in the end of October into a hot chocolate truck because the oh, ice cream oh, tends to get that. a little much when it's a little cold out. So it does convert to hot chocolate. So. You know, and again, that's just another another way for us to kind of get out into the community and, and do something good for people and, and really put put our name and, and our bankers out there because that's a big thing for the bankers too. You know, being a face in the community that you live and work in, and it's a, it makes you feel good. It really, truly does. Yep. Well, it's wonderful stuff. And um, Trish, with all this merger stuff um, actually taking place, <clears throat> um, how is the how do you address that to your customers? Like people with like with overlapping branches, maybe, or people concerned about what they're going to do. How, what what happens in that regard? So what we see, even you know, beyond a, a merger, is we come to find in asking a client when they you know why why not bank with Fidelity? 
And, you know, what we hear from clients sometimes is, oh, just changing everything over is so difficult. And what sets Fidelity apart is we have, we have ways for you to do, make your changes to your banking and move your accounts over and your automatic payments over. And Fidelity bankers can assist clients in doing that through what we call it a switch kit. We could open accounts online. You don't even have to step into a Fidelity bank branch. You can open an account online. You could apply for a loan online. Um, the bankers can assist you in, in sending you a link and you could complete a loan application right at the convenience of your convenience. You can start it, go back into it on your own. And, you know, with the merger, again, the two banks that we have acquired really complement Fidelity and what our mission and vision statement is, you know, to be the best bank for our community, to be the best bank for our bankers and our shareholders. And that's our mission. That's really what we do. And, and our bankers take great pride in, in communicating that message to to our clients and making it a smooth transition. So being in Pittston, that's where uh, the landmark branch, their main office was. So we've had a lot of uh, merge, uh, landmark clients come in and just kind of ask us, you know, how are things going to work? And really w with the merger, it's very seamless. So they don't need to come in and open new accounts. Their accounts will merge right into our system and integrate into our system. Uh, what sets Fidelity Bank apart, we issue debit cards right in the branches. So we call it instant issuance. So if you happen to lose your debit card or if your debit card isn't working, you could step into any of our Fidelity Bank branches and have a card printed out for you right then and there. And what a great feeling that is that you're going on vacation on a Monday and it's Saturday and your card won't work. You can go into the branch on Saturday and take that new card with you on Monday and not have that ultimate panic of, I can't take my card. You can go into a Fidelity Bank branch and get that card, you know, printed out for you. We also have a customer care center, something that not a lot of banks have, and we do. And that customer contact center is open seven days a week. Um, they're bankers that are live bankers taking those calls, so they're very familiar with where a customer is calling from. So if you're calling from Pittston or Scranton, they know where you're calling from because they're in Scranton. So it really helps identify the, the geographic footprint of the bank and having those bankers who are local, knowledgeable about the community in which the client is coming, you know, calling from. Um, so we just, we consistently strive to provide the best in banking and our commitment to our clients has honestly, it, it's remained unwavering that we, we strive to be the best bank for our community. And that vision statement is, is met every day by the client experience that Fidelity bankers give to their clients day in and day out. And you know, Trish, I, re I remember years ago when you lost a debit card or couldn't find it or needed it replaced, how, how long would it take for the debit card to get to your house? So that is like right. a mm -hmm. huge that it can be yep. printed right in there. Oh, absolutely. And you know, especially during this pandemic where People are very stressed to begin with, and something happens if their account was compromised or their debit card was lost, and they're, they're nervous about, you know, uh, how are we going to do this? And with the, we've all seen a, a delay in the USPS system was mail was delayed slightly. So now not mm -hmm. having to wait those 7 to 14 business days to get a new card, you can wait 10 minutes and get one printed out for you. Oh, no, it's wonderful. The changes, the, the things that are so easy anymore. I mean, I, I remember way back when I was a, a banker years and years ago, the things have changed. It's just unbelievable. And, and wonderfully oh, so because it's, it's mm -hmm. what honey? 
even since I've started in banking, you know, I started yeah, at Fidelity. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's very much um, an ever-changing field, and it's a good thing, and it makes it so much easier for the customer, which is what you want it to be, because, um, you know, when you're a happy customer, you stay where you're at, and you spread the word. So, and unlike, you know, the same with the opposite. <laughs> so, um, it's always good to keep everybody happy, and that is something I know is um, paramount in um, what you guys believe in and how you handle yourselves with, with customers. I love the commercials that are out too, Trish, by the way. Oh, they do a phenomenal Yeah, job. me too. They're yeah. great. Yep. Yeah. Dan does really a nice job. He does do a good job. His, his, he's on all of our digital screens within the branches and every branch, the branch manager is on the TV screens too, communicating a message. So it really does again, exemplify that community feel, that community touch that you have a, a person's name and a face to, to kind of resemble each other and, and identify. And, and that really makes you feel good and you take great pride in that. I like it. I bank at Fidelity Bank, don't you? And that's the way we're going to leave it, Trish. So tell everyone if they want to bank at Fidelity like everyone else does, how can they get in touch with you? You can get in touch by visiting us at www.bankatfidelity.com. You could visit any of our 23 branches in the greater Lackawanna, Luzerne, Lehigh Valley regions. And you could call our customer care center and... Visit our website and open an account or step into any of our branches and a banker can assist you. There you go. Well, Trish, thank you so much for joining us again. We always like it when you're around. I love being a small part of this. I greatly appreciate it, and I hope you have a great fall. You too. We'll talk to you real soon, Lynn. I'll talk to you soon. Everyone else out there, have a great weekend. Um, Enjoy it. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Be safe, and please be nice. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 